are you guys doing? I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. It, it's been crazy, right? It has been crazy. We have basically seen just some crazy things. So I say all that because we're dealing with a very broken, broken world. And most people who can see what's going on, can see the wounds, can see the hurts, can see the scars, can see the frustration, can see the anger, can see the injustice. Gosh, there's so many things. And as we've been watching some of this stuff, we can feel these things. Sometimes there's stuff inside of us that kind of says, ooh, that kind of that kind of hurts, or ooh, I'm a little angry at this. And as Christians, as believers, you know, that's one of the things that that Jesus really came to do is he he came to get rid of that kind of part of us. He kind of came in to to heal those wounds so that we can always look at the world with compassion. We can always see and view things with eyesight of love, that we can see the broken and the hurting. And, and instead of wanting to go against them, we want to hug them. We want to pray for them. But how do you get to that place? How is it that all this stuff is going on? All this injustice is happening, and yet I'm supposed to be praying. How can I do that? Well, sometimes that has to happen when you deal with the stuff inside of you, where you can go into those places and be real with Jesus. And my guest is Kathy DeGraw, and she's from Kathy DeGraw Ministries. Kathy's been on the show a couple of times, but her book, my goodness gracious, her book is called Unshackled. Okay. The, you know how they say must see TV? This is must read for this time and season because what we have gone through as a nation has rocked us and has shaken us and has put us in shackles. And as we are moving forward and as we are starting to rise up as the, as the ecclesia, we're going to need to be unchained. And so we are going to talk to Kathy. We're going to talk about this book and we're going to talk about how you too can get unshackled. So I'm going to bring Kathy up. And uh, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Always a joy to have you. Thank you, Lisa. I'm very excited to be on the show tonight. Well, let me tell you something. When God says, Kathy, I want you to write a book. And you go, really? Another <laughs> book? And he says, yeah, I want you to call it Unshackled. And you go, why? And he says, you'll find out. <laughs> let me tell you, this book is for now. It is so for now. So why don't you just give everybody just a little bit of a background of where you, who you are and where you came from? Because I always feel that people talk about themselves better and they'll say the important stuff. <laughs> so go ahead and just share with the audience. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for watching. I'm Kathy DeGraw. I'm a prophetic healing and deliverance minister that operates in the prophetic. And I do things based on what the Holy Spirit wants done. How does Jesus want the ministry of deliverance released? What does the Holy Spirit say? And so I really believe that in order to get our freedom and our deliverance, we have to be spirit led not use a pattern or a formula, but allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us. I've written over eight books. I have a podcast show called Prophetic Spiritual Warfare. 
I have e-courses, I teach internationally, I travel internationally, and I'm a Jesus lover, I'm a worshiper. And so even though I cast out demons, I love Jesus first and foremost. And I am just passionate about equipping people to walk in your destiny. That's why I love freedom so much, because I know if I can get you free, you can walk in your destiny, manifest your prophetic words. And that is so very important that you do the ministry that God is calling you to. And I always like to tell people, I didn't grow up saying, I want to be a deliverance minister. Um, I didn't really have the Lord, that personal relationship in my life. But through some paranormal activities and just a series of events that the Lord brought us through, I got where I am today and I just bless the Lord. And so I want to tell you, friends, to embrace your calling, no matter what it is, even if it's uncomfortable at first or you're not sure about it, because God has a plan for your life. And I want to help you achieve that plan. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, Unshackled. Wow. Okay, so now we can kind of get down because let me tell you, there is there is so much about this book that I love. Um, okay, so when you what you just said earlier is you said, well, I didn't start out to be a deliverance minister, and you actually talked yeah. about that in the book. You're like, uh, my husband said we're gonna have a healing and, de and deliverance. You're like, yes, yes. I'll do healing. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. <laughs> You know, and so many times, you know, God will say, hey, I want you to do this. You're like, yeah, I'll do this. But I really don't want to do that because <laughs> it's scary. Right. Especially. Well, everything that we don't know is uncomfortable. You know, right. we don't, we're not educated on it. I think the majority of us could agree that we haven't been taught about demons or spiritual warfare or that a Christian can have a demon. And so that can be scary what we don't know. But we have to just trust God and, you know, know that he's going to give us what we need along the way when we rely on the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And so you we can come into some of these places where, like you said, you didn't, we don't know about deliverance and what we don't know we're afraid of. And that's one of the places that the enemy really kind of comes in and says, oh, you don't want to be doing that. So this is where I'm going to kind of hit you the hardest. Because I've noticed that a lot of people who have strong deliverance gifting that as a child dealt with a lot of torment, dealt with a lot of like bad dreams and night terrors or just fear of the demonic. And it was to put that stronghold on them. Is that something that was, was in your life or was that completely the opposite? It was actually completely the opposite. And so I didn't have that, but I like to tell people, those of you that feel um, scared or fearful or you know, unsure, those of you with the most bondage, those are the ones that God often wants to use the most. Um, and so we can't, you know, run from that. We have to press through to our breakthrough. And I do believe people have a story, but in my case, I didn't have a story. So praise God, I didn't, but he just wanted to use me anyways. And I made myself available. And I believe a lot of our viewers today can just make themselves available so God can use them. Absolutely. And one of the things that you did talk about is you said that when you gave yourself completely over to Jesus, that that's where your healing kind of started and you didn't even realize it but you were being healed and set free just by spending time with him which i think is so beautiful oh yes 
I spent two years of my life prostrate on the floor, just wanting to know Jesus. I just, I was so hungry for Jesus. I'd go to church every time the door was opened. I would just lay down and, and just prostrate myself. I would worship, I would pray, I would study the Bible. I didn't do it to get a deliverance anointing, a prophetic anointing. I just wanted Jesus. But out of that, he gave me the keys to the book Unshackled and he delivered me. And I didn't have a book. I didn't have a manual. I didn't have a prophetic deliverance minister to cast demons out of me. I only had the Holy Spirit. And that's why I love this book so much, because you're getting the words right from the Holy Spirit, what worked for me. And I've been free for years. Uh, see, and that's what I love about this, because when you, it says whom the, the sun sets free is free indeed. And I think a lot of times we forget that. And I think that sometimes the enemy uses that against us to try to say, uh, I don't know about that. Because you also talk about it. Sometimes after you get that deliverance, the enemy will come back in and go, yeah, you're still hurting. No, you still haven't forgiven. <laughs> that that is, that is so true. I mean, the enemy wants to just steal, kill, and destroy. And any victory that you make, the enemy just wants to go, you know, no, that didn't work. But what you have to know is it did work. And that's why the enemy starts talking to you following the days of your deliverance or you get lying spirits, negativity, doubt and unbelief. It's because the enemy is trying to do everything he can to steal the victory that you just had. So you did get the victory. The enemy is just resisting it because he knows how dangerous you're going to be now that you have the victory. And so I think sometimes what happens, Lisa, is we keep looking for stuff that's not even there. And we have to remember the demonic realm is real, but there's not a demon around every bush. Let's say that again, because seriously, the, it's true. The demonic realm is real, but there's not a demon around every bush. And that's what I also talk about is that sometimes we have behavior patterns and habits. We have things that we have to gut out of our lives. And where this book is really different from a lot of books that people have written is I educate, how does the stronghold even come in? How does that come into being to begin with? And so the first part of the chapter teaches you where do you need to close the doors? It's some self meditation during it. It educates you on the top 10 strongholds and then it leads you through step-by-step -step deliverance. And even when we get to the deliverance part, I've written in there, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you through. It doesn't mean you have to cast off every demon that's listed there. You have to partner with the Holy Spirit, but you also have to submit and cast down your flesh and change some behavior patterns and habits in your own life. That's so good. And I, I believe, as it says in the Bible, it says that as we, we start to change our mind by spending time in the word of God, right? It changes the way that we think. It changes the way that we see things. And more importantly, spending time with Jesus changes you. You can't come back out. If you go in with Jesus, you're not coming back out the same. Because guess what? <laughs> he's taken you to he's taken you to the crucifixion. He's taken you to the burial where he was buried, and then mm -hmm. he's gonna rise you back up again. That's what he's gonna do. And you're gonna leave your old man behind. It's like sometimes I wonder, wait a second, you're dead. Why are you still speaking? <laughs> what, <laughs> what part of you is still allowing to speak if I know that that's been crucified? So Okay, let's get into what what we're dealing with right now. We're we're dealing with a whole lot of hurt in our country, in our nation. 
in our, in our world. We have just when we think that it's safe, something else comes flying in. So there could be a lot of people right now who are dealing with fear. There could be a lot of people who are dealing with anger. There could be a lot of people who are thinking about abandonment. Like, God, where are you in this? So and those are some of the different things that you deal with in your book. Yes, fear is running rampant over the earth. And even without the racial issues and tensions right now, even without COVID-19, then what happens in general is there are things that we fear. Fear of finances, fear of being alone, fear of never getting a spouse, fear of your spouse cheating on you, fear of uncertainty, fear of the unknown. Uh, so many things that we fear. And even friends, I mean, we shouldn't be afraid of a spider, a storm, a snake, water, bridges, any of those things. God didn't create all those things so we could be afraid of them. But what's happening right now is there's a principality of fear over the earth. Now, we also have anger. And so we have fear and we have anger right now that is really taking hold. But friends, what's happening is when we don't seek our own self-deliverance, we're actually the earth, the people in the earth right now are coming together and they're feeding that principality of fear. And so that's why the fear is just continuing to run rampant. And God showed me about five years ago, he specifically said to me, he said, Kathy, you must root all the fear out of your own life because something's going to happen in the world and people are going to be in chaos and confusion. And he said, you have to be in faith when everyone else is in fear. And that's why, you know, I went on my journey to deliverance, but you need to go on your journey because we all want everything to end. You know, we want the fear to end. We want the anger to end. We want all this chaos to end. But when we're feeding the principality because of all the demons we have in our own lives or your friends' lives, unbelievers' lives, whosoever lives it is, it's all we're doing is making a power that's already operating over the earth even stronger. That's why self-deliverance is so very important. I can totally see that. and But a lot of people don't understand. See, I think that because the... How do I, I'm trying to put this in a way so I, I don't offend anybody, but there, we have made a mountain out of a molehill when it comes to deliverance. <laughs> we have, we have given way too much authority, way too much power to the enemy. And if we only started to see things, you know, God laughs. I'm just saying, I mean, let's, let's just be real. He laughs in victory. He doesn't, he's not afraid. God is not afraid of the enemy. In fact, the enemy is very afraid of him because when we look at the different scriptures where Jesus delivered people from demons, what did they were afraid of him. They were afraid of him. Why are you here? It is not our time was one of them. Um, please don't send us here. Send us there. They knew the authority. There were, they understood. But the, the believers, I don't want to say the Christians. I'm going to say believers because there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of people who don't understand, like, as far as where they, they kind of lay. So we're going to say, if you believe in Jesus Christ as a believer, okay, you have an authority. And I truly think that as you get set free, your authority and your um, power, the power that you have, both increase, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. I think what we have to really look at is a couple things here is Jesus had power and authority, but now he gave that power and authority to us. All right, friends. Now, this is what I want you to know. He gave that power and authority to you, not a deliverance minister. And I think what we do, he did give it to a deliverance minister. Okay. But he gave it to you to work out your own deliverance. The Bible says, work out your salvation. When you study out that word salvation, it means deliverance, work out your deliverance. And I think what we're doing is we're looking at what Jesus did in the Bible. People came to him, bam, they got delivered Heck and yeah. then they went away free. And what we're looking at is we don't want to put in the time. Now we've done the crime, but we don't want to put in the time to get our healing. We want to go to a deliverance minister, have that supernatural deliverance, but we don't want to walk out our salvation. We don't want to walk out our deliverance. We don't even want to change our behavior patterns and our flesh all the time. And so that is why people don't get free and stay free. And that is my passion. And that's why I've gone deep. And that's why as a deliverance minister in general, I talk about things that other people don't want to hear about because we need to not only get free, we need to stay free. We need to go deep with root causes and legal rights and entry points. We need to close doors. We need to annihilate demonic spirits in our life. But friends, that comes with us pressing through to our breakthrough. Well, okay. And if you look, I'm, I'm looking at, at the beautiful book cover that you have with Unshackled. And you can see that, that they are cuffs. They are handcuffs or actually to me, they look like ankle cuffs because I really believe that's where the enemy wants to stop us. He doesn't want to stop our hands. He wants to stop our feet. Because if we are stopped in our feet, we are stopped in our tracks and we're not going anywhere. So that means we're not doing anything. If he can get us to sit down and cover up and hide, we're not moving. So as I see this, you know, I think about when Jesus, after the crucifixion and he went to the burial and he was buried, it said that he descended and he took back the keys. So, so God has keys and Holy Spirit has keys. And so as we understand that he has every single key that could be keeping you in bondage. But the problem That's is we right. don't want to do the work. He's a locksmith. Holy Spirit is a locksmith, <laughs> right? So we he, he really is. Go ahead. He really is. And what what I want you to look at, okay, when we look at these shackles, and, and honestly, um, I got a lot of favor with my publisher. The Lord designed this cover mm -hmm. in my prayer time. The Lord showed me exactly what this cover was supposed to look like. And usually a publisher won't take that much of your opinion. And so the Lord designed this. But now let's break this down. These are shackles. Shackles are slave manacles. Okay. It's the same thing that people wore in slavery time. Now look at the slavery. Okay. They were shackled on them, the manacles. They couldn't get what? Unlocked unless their owner unlocked them with Lisa, the key that you're talking about. Okay. We can't unlock them unless the Lord gives us the key. But what did the manacles do? It kept the people in a place of slavery. Now that may have been physically, but what it's doing to you, friends, is it's keeping you in a place of slavery 
physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so this is part of why we need to walk out our deliverance because we have a choice if we're going to be in defeat and victim mentality. And I had dedicated an entire chapter to victim and defeat mentality because that's so important. You have that woe is me. It didn't work before. It's not going to work again. I had one lady sit in my deliverance chair and the demons were manifesting out of her in between sessions. She was having a hard time sleeping. And she finally got up and said, it's easier to live with my demons than to get deliverance. And honestly, that's how some people feel. It's easier to live with your junk and bondage than to allow the Lord to open the key and to take off the shackles. Okay. I, I got stuff to say about that because that... <laughs> That is one of the tactics of the enemy is that he tries to make himself so much bigger than Jesus. And unfortunately, we as a lot of churches, not all churches, but some churches, you know, they believe that that is the case. And so we can't we don't know how to get free because and for some people, they believe that that God put those shackles on them. God believe they believe that God said, well, I'm 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 doing this because God is trying to work stuff off. You know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the one, you know, well, he gave me cancer because he knows that it's going to no, happen. No, no, I know, no. I know, I know. It's like, ah. Ah, <laughs> I no. know, right? But that's the lie from the pit of hell. It is the lie. But there are so many people who don't understand. First of all, I think as you start to st understand your, uh, your identity in Christ, I think that's when you can start to understand your authority in Christ. Because if you don't know yeah. who you are, you don't know how to reign. That's right. And see, you said the magic word, not the magic word, but you said the, the right word. You don't know how to reign. We don't just exude authority. We live in dominion. We reign in dominion. And so, you know, that's what we want to know. We can reign in this. We don't have to reign in what the devil does. Okay. We have authority over him, which means he's submitted to us. But in our mindset, we think we're submitted to him. We need to renew our minds. We need a mind transformation. We need a mind shift. And we need to stop allowing the enemy to twist and turn the thoughts in our mind, which is the Leviathan spirit. The Leviathan spirit, which is a strong man of pride, twists and turns thinking and communication. And that's one of the things that you might pick up this book and be like, well, I don't need deliverance from pride. I don't have pride. Well, of course you're gonna say that, everyone says that. Mm -hmm. But if you find out how the Leviathan spirit works, and then it twists and turns communications, then what you're going to discover is that, yeah, the enemy is lying to you. And that's why you can't rule in dominion. We don't want to just walk in authority. There's a difference between walking in authority and ruling in dominion. Mm -hmm. Walking in authority is we release healing on someone for that moment. You know, ruling in dominion is we're living in that. We're living in the glory of God. We're living, exuding out 
the very thing that Jesus did. It's every breath, every moment that we live. Oh, so good. I want to go back to, <laughs> I, I'm just going to read this and you guys do a little personal checkpoint. It says self-assessment of the spirit of offense. <laughs> I'm holding on to bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness towards a person or about a situation. I am presently finding it hard to move past an instance of betrayal, rejection, or offense. I have tried to forgive, but I find myself having to forgive again because I haven't let go of the situation. This is one of my favorites. I'm hanging on to hurt instead of releasing it. <laughs> I often feel as though others are against me and don't value me. I am often sick, manifesting stress-related symptoms, or I have a generational ailment such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes. And then, of course, we have this one. Emotions still arise within me when I think about or speak of a situation that caused me hurt. Let me just tell you something. I'm like, okay, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Like I had to put my hand up a couple times. I was like, shoot, I still got some work to do because we all have work to do and i'm just being real like you know don't ever think that just because somebody's behind a platform that they they have it all put together but there is there is a purpose for the pain because as you get as you overcome it as you get victory in it now you have authority in it so that's that's right that is that is right and that's what I love is, you know, like strong man of fear was mine for over 40 years. And so now I have authority over fear. And so I love it when I can set other people free. I'm just like, hey, this is payback time, devil. That's it right. is payback time. But, you know, and what Lisa was sharing at the beginning of every chapter, we have seven self-assessment questions. And I like to tell people, don't just be like, well, I don't have any of those. I don't need that chapter. No, you might be able to set your spouse free or your friend free, or maybe the Holy Spirit's going to take you deeper. Maybe there's going to be something in your subconscious that you didn't even know you had or something that pride and control didn't want to show you. And so, you know, that is all questions from the Holy Spirit. I didn't premeditate any of them. We didn't know we were actually going to put all that in the book. And so I'm just like, Holy Spirit, you got to write this for me. And, you know, the Holy Spirit knows what you need. Absolutely. And we all need deliverance until Jesus comes. We're not perfect. So and the thing about this book is we're encompassing inner healing and deliverance. You can't just have inner healing. You can't just have deliverance. They must go together in order to get free and stay free. And I think this is a really good, this is a really good um, baby step. I mean, I, it's, a, it's a powerful book, so please don't um, misunderstand what I'm about to say. But if, if this is the beginning and if you need to go for counseling, it's going, the Holy Spirit's going to start to walk with you and say, okay, maybe I need to really deal with this because this is going to, to get all those things going. But I'm just going to, mm -hmm. to say that it, it is a partnership. You know, it's like if a child gets a splinter in their finger, they might not go to their mommy to, with that <laughs> splinter because they know what's going to happen. It's going to have to come out. But if you don't, That's right. but if you don't show your mommy, right, if a child doesn't show the mommy, then they're just going to be sitting with that splinter and every now and then it's going to hurt. So we have to be able and to trust God 
that as we go to him, as we go to Jesus, as we reveal our ourselves to the Holy Spirit, that all of this stuff is coming out because it's going to be beneficial to you. That's what deliver. If you guys start to get that, it's nothing to be ashamed of. That's why I said what I said. Because there's nothing to be ashamed of because we live in a very broken world. And especially before we knew how good Jesus was, before we understood what love was really like, we we had a counterfeit through the hurts and the wounds through the people that we interacted with. And so we based a lot of those ideas based on those interactions. So that's why I would say most people have had some sort of trauma. Would you agree with that? Everything is trauma. Every, yeah. We don't realize it. And so it's not even, uh, you know, rejection. When you think about it, when you've had a stronghold of rejection for 20 or 30 years, that's traumatizing. When fear has penetrated you, that's traumatizing. When you don't know how to eat and pay your bills, that's traumatizing. When you're sexually abused, it's traumatizing. And so when you really break down the demonic, okay, everything leads to a root of trauma. And we don't look at pulling that root out. We just look at, let me get healed of rejection or let me get my healed of abandonment. If you've been abandoned time and time again, that is emotionally traumatizing. That shakes the core of your being. Yes. And that is so as we, okay, as we start to, as we start to advance in the kingdom, if we don't get dealt, these things don't get dealt with. Sometimes we're going to react in a place where we were hurt. So if we got really, really hurt at say five years old, we might actually act out as if we were five because we haven't moved forward. Because you and I were kind of talking about how when something traumatizes you, you can get stuck. So there could be a part of you that kind of deals with that same situation over and over and over because you kind of got stuck in dealing with it that way. So if it's that you're not being heard as a child and it's traumatized you because there was something that, that was very important to you and you got hurt, as when you feel you're not being hurt, you're going to start yelling and you're going to start screaming and you're going to start acting out because that wound hasn't been dealt with. So people can say it's their inner child or they could say that it's, but it's, it's a broken hurt piece that needs to be dealt with. It's really a demonic spirit. When we go back to it, it's a demonic spirit that wasn't healed from that trauma. It's that demonic spirit that wasn't cast out from rejection. And so I, I want to clarify that uh, when we're looking at our past, often, you know, child abuse, daddy leaving, those are bringing in soul wounds, okay? But they're also demonic spirits when we don't get healed of soul wounds, when we don't get inner healing, when we don't change that, okay? Then we are really in bondage because now we've invited a stronghold in inner healing is is you know rooting out you can't just cast a demon out you can't just say rejection from daddy go okay inner healing is looking at what did daddy do real quick i don't i never tell people to relive their past okay daddy abandoned me he left mom 
you know, okay, can I forgive him? I'm not ready yet. Well, Jesus forgave you at the cross. Now let's forgive him. Let's receive that atonement of the cross. So that's what we're doing is we're offering forgiveness, repentance, renunciation, coming into those places in our soul that have been hurt and wounded and allowing the father to, to come in and heal them, you know, crying it out, grieving even sometimes is, is what inner healing is. And so that's what we have to do. What do we do as humans? We stuff our emotions. We don't allow ourselves to feel or shame. Okay. How do you get rid of shame? You can't just cast out a spirit of shame. Mm -hmm. You need to go through the inner healing of why do I feel shame? You know, am I embarrassed? Was I sexually abused? What did I have a word curse that said you'll never amount to anything or you're ugly or whatever it is. And so we got to identify what is the root of the behavior of the demonic spirit that I'm manifesting out. So that's what we want to do. But where we don't go deep enough is we don't cast out the demon. We have to acknowledge it. Jesus called it out for what it was, a demonic spirit. Read the red letter words in your Bible. He cast it out. He didn't say, leave me alone. He didn't say, stop bothering them. He said, get out in Jesus name is what we're going to say. Okay, get out. He cast it out. So when we're going back and we think, okay, I have a pain for my five you know, year old. What we have to do is say, okay, why do I have that pain? What demonic spirit entered and how do I get it out? That's what we want to do. And until we get that out, an instance might always remind us of that. Like I use this uh, example. I had a second grade teacher that I didn't like very much. Mm -hmm. And every time as an adult, I heard her name. It reminded me of the second grade teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I haven't forgiven her if I'm thinking of that and anger mm -hmm. and animosity and all that's coming up. So I had to go back and really forgive, repent, renounce. And then move on. I didn't have to relive what she told me or what happened. I had to allow a healing to come so that I wasn't offended, so that I wasn't hurt, so that when I heard her name, it didn't upset me all over again. Right. But I, I do want to go back because we were talking about sometimes that <clears throat> when something, when we get a hurt, and I, and I want to to kind of clarify it, if it doesn't get addressed, it almost becomes infected. And it's like the longer, that's why Jesus said, he said, above all things, guard your heart. So as we quickly forgive something, then we're getting refreshed so that the demonic can't come in. Is that correct? Okay. Because correct. I, because sometimes, you know, we can have a trauma that that might have happened and we've been doing our best to get rid of it. We've been saying, I'm sorry, I forgive them. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And sometimes it's not moving. And so sometimes it's not that particular incident. It could be from something that was never dealt with from the past. So sometimes we'll sit there and we can get stuck into a place where we're like, I've done everything that I can in this situation, but it's still, I'm still kind of struggling with it. And the Holy Spirit can actually show you that, well, maybe it's really, this isn't the problem. You're stuck here, but it's because you have a wounding from way back there that never got dealt with. <laughs> but if you deal with yes. that, then we can kind of move you and help you with that, because I believe that that sometimes we we have stuff 
that is hidden. Sometimes we forget about it. Like you talked about with like sexual abuse. Some people don't even, it was so painful that they, they really don't know why they react that way. Correct. And what I call that is I call it actually timelining your life. And I actually talk about that in my podcast show, Prophetic Spiritual Warfare. And I also have an entire chapter of that in my book, Discerning and Destroying the Works of Satan. And so what I suggest is that if you're, say, 40 years old and you've dealt with rejection, you know, for 20 years, what I do is say, okay, what happened at 20 or what happened at 19 or what happened at 18 that opened the door to rejection? And so that the Holy Spirit is go where the earliest remembrance is of what you struggled with, whether it's five, four, daddy, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Now think about what happened six months to 18 months before that. Like, I've been able to heal people of cancer doing this because they'll be like, well, I had cancer at 42 and I'll be like, well, what happened at 41? And they'll be like, well, my husband left me and I was bitter and didn't forgive. And I'm like, well, that was your entry point. And then they got healed of cancer. And so using the timeline to say, where were you stuck? Okay. Now go back six to 18 months before that. I can, I can work someone through in deliverance in five minutes doing, you know, just going backwards and saying, okay, what happened at 20? What happened at 15? What happened at 13? What happened at 11? Okay, there it is. Now we're going to not relive what happened. We're going to repent. We're going to renounce. We're going to forgive. And then we're going to cast out the demons associated so we can get unstuck. Awesome. Okay. So if, if somebody is reading your book, and they're they're going through you know they can there can sometimes be multiple levels of stuff so sometimes you it's not just one because sometimes right. there's multiple traumas that have happened and sometimes this can come in so rejection can come in and from rejection can come abandonment and from abandonment can become an orphan spirit and be, from the orphan spirit can fear and so there's a lot of little like tentacles that can sometimes get, you know, caught. And there's always, you know, some people will always say, you know, um, you want to get rid of the strong man, but first you kind of have to get rid of the smaller men. Correct. You know, deliverance is not a cookie cutter and people really take that verse in the Bible that says Jesus, you know, cast out the strong man first. It doesn't say that he mm -hmm. bound the strong man he mm -hmm. didn't cast it out first. And the strong man is going to give up most of the time the lesser demons. And so you're exactly right, Lisa. You've got to get out those lesser demons before you can even attack the strong man. The only time you're really going to see that strong man come out first is the glory of the Lord is there. You've been maybe praying, fasting. You know, God, you know, does something supernatural. But, you know, when you look at a strong man and the levels, you could think about it kind of like an octopus, Okay. So that head is the strong man and it has all those tentacles. And so you got to, you know, cut all those tentacles off to kill the head, to kill the octopus. Okay. And so that that's the Holy Spirit is just like all over me on that one. Okay. And so that's what we got to look at. So Lisa, you know, you're just spot on there. And that's why we can't get frustrated and say, well, I haven't got delivered from the spirit of fear. Okay. Fear is actually a middle level demon. And the reason you don't get delivered from fear is because there's a hierarchy 
of luring spirits, seducing spirits, mind-binding spirits, all these spirits that are above fear. And people just like, I cast out fear in Jesus' name. I cast out fear in Jesus' name. I cast out fear in Jesus' name. You got to go deeper than that, okay? And of course, this strong man's going to give up fear. Well, oh, I felt that go. Well, yeah, but does your mind still go in a positive direction or is your mind still bound in a negative direction and paranoia or a different hierarchy of fear? No, that's that's so good. And, you know, sometimes doing these prayers, you know, sometimes you have to do them one or two times, maybe sometimes three. I'm just saying because it's sometimes and speaking it out loud, because that was something that you talked about, like speaking out loud is so important because as you speak it, there's something that happens. It's a it, they actually talk about it like in teaching that when you're studying, if you start to read back to yourself when you were studying as a kid and you start to hear yourself, it kind of penetrates deeper. So sometimes you have to kind of read these prayers a couple of times yeah. or you have to process these things more than just once. It's not just like done. Sometimes, it, you know, like you said in the book, it's like something that's been there for 30 years. You're, it's not gonna just like that. It's going to leave because of the authority of Jesus Christ, but you yeah. still, it's just like if you were in a car accident and you were in a coma and then you wake up from the coma, there still is a process you're going to have to go through where every part gets healed. So that's that, that is very true that, you know, it's very true. One, you got to speak out your deliverance. And that's why people don't get delivered because they just pray. They don't speak out. They don't decree. They don't declare. And so every chapter has 14 declarations. Seven are faith just to increase your faith. And seven are annihilating that double on. spiritual warfare. And we even put them in the book such a way that my acquisitions agent said people could sticky note them so you can mm -hmm. keep coming back mm -hmm. talking about the bible says what faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god mm -hmm. but our deliverance comes by hearing what we're casting the authority that we're taking and what people have to remember is unless god comes in and does a supernatural and guys i've seen it so many times i know the father can but we don't always see supernatural deliverance, okay? It's gonna be a process. You've been bound in 20 years. I was bound in 40 years to fear. I didn't walk that out in 40 days. I'd like to say I did. It actually took about two years and that's what I tell people. When you have a strong man like rejection or sexual abuse, it takes two years. Why does it take two years? You have to conquer your thoughts. You have to renew your mind. You need to get in the word. You need to learn your identity. You need to look at, you know, your authority and all of that. And so that is a process when the devil has bound your mind and lying or control or lust or perversion. You know, we talk about food addictions in the book. I mean, that is an emotional eating disorder. We got to find out. You know, you might be like, well, I didn't touch a cookie. Great. You know, I had someone at my house today. They're like, I lost weight. And I'm like, did you find out what the inner healing issue was? You know, mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, you taught me that recently. Mm -hmm. And so now they're losing the weight, you know, and things aren't as appetizing. So that's what we really have to look at is just such it's such a complete package. And when we speak out and we decree and we declare, we are showing the enemy that we are taking authority, okay? 
Now, that is what I say you have homework to do. If you were to come into my ministry center and I was going to do a deliverance session on you, I'd do some deliverance and I'd send you home with homework. I'd say, walk out this behavior pattern or walk out this habit or do this differently. You see, we got to show the devil that we're willing to press through for our breakthrough, rise up in faith. We need to show him that we're going to do our homework, that we're going to speak out and decree. And every time we speak out or do a prophetic action to get our deliverance, now the enemy's foothold has been lessened on us because there's monitoring spirits that see what we're doing. They report back, they get the demonic attack, and they dispatch it again. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to speak out instead of think about it. That's so good. That's that is just a really good point to make. And I it's something that a lot of people are so seriously concerned about because there are so many people who don't have said to them, well, you know, you can, if you're a Christian, you can't have a demon. Well, you're the spirit part of you can't have a demon. But your flesh, your the the soul part of you, your mind, will and emotion Oh yeah, <laughs> there could be some strongholds on that. And we don't like to talk about that. And that's how the enemy gets to stay for such a long time. Because if we don't believe that he's there, if we don't believe that, that a Christian can have a demon, we have to remember that we have different parts of us. You know, there's the, the fleshy part, there's the spirit part, and then there's that soul part. So as you start to understand that it's never our spirit. Our spirit is perfect in Christ. Our spirit is perfect in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit is perfect. So there is That's nothing right. in him, okay? But <laughs> in our stuff, in our emotions, how many of us can raise a hand and say that we got our emotions in check? Because <laughs> and my hand's staying down. <laughs> because there's always, oh, you know, I'm being real. Like, I, I think there are so many, um, there are people who believe that as leaders, we're, we're supposed to be, um, we're supposed to be above. But what I truly believe is that, and they can't see the freedom that comes if we don't ever deal with stuff. And that's why I love, like, there are different pastors who've been so real, like you're real. You talked about like the, you know, that you dealt with fear for 40 years, but there was something that you were, that you were dealing with and you're talking about it because it's in the conversation that can bring the deliverance. It's in the conversation that could bring the healing. It's your testimony that will help somebody get free. So as we, you know, start to share our stuff and say, look, this helped me to get free or this helped me to get free because I was still dealing with stuff. There are pastors who talk about how they dealt with pornography, but once they got free, as we said earlier, they now have an authority. So what are some of the things, what are the, some of the um, applications that we can use from the book to help other people to see that demons are real and that they have attached yeah. themselves in, in a gentle and loving way? Well, first of all, I think we need to know how to explain that a Christian can be oppressed by a demon. And I think that's really important that the body of Christ has an understanding of that. Our Holy Spirit that's inside of us, our spirit man is reserved for the Holy Spirit. And a demon cannot enter that part of us. Where yes. a demon can enter is our mind, our will, our emotions. Okay, the soul part of us is what we call 
And we're also a physical flesh part, and that's how we can get sickness and disease and a demon can come into our body. But where we are misunderstood is in the Bible, it talks about demon possession. Possession does not mean possession, it means oppression. And so people see that word possessed. That word, when you're studying it out in the original context of the Bible, does not believe, you know, does not mean possession at all. It means oppression. And but also what we need to understand is these demons are on the inside of us. They're not just attacking us from the outside. Jesus never once said, get off, stop bothering them. Don't hinder them. Okay. He said, get out, go. That's but, it. you know, and so that's what we have to look at the red letter words of the Bible. And, you know, someone's asking a question, how do we explain deliverance in a non-threatening way? You can't. It's not always something that can be explained in a non-threatening way. People are going to believe it or they're not. They're going to love it. They're going to hate it. That's the dividing line, honestly, of deliverance ministry. The best way you can discover and talk about deliverance is by saying, what we're going to do is we're going to close the doors. That's what deliverance is. It's closing the doors to your past and moving on. But there's so many different inner healing ministries out there and so many different formulas, legalism, that everyone believes something different. And so just because you have deliverance in your title doesn't mean you're a deliverance minister. Just because you have healing doesn't mean you're really going to heal. And so there's a lot of different formulas and formats and people don't get healed because we need to get back to the basics of how did Jesus do the ministry of deliverance and what does the Bible say about it? And so by just saying we're going to go and close the doors to your past, we're not going to revisit it like other healing ministries. You know, there's other people out there that will be like, well, do you see Jesus in the situation? They're putting visualization into the healing, which is actually a form of witchcraft. Do you want to relive this memory? We don't want them to relive it. We want them to be free of it. So you could say, we're just going to go to close the doors of the past. And, you know, I always like to go to the part about generational curses. You know, it says in the Bible that it will come and visit people again, you know, the generations. And so this is a reason to cast the demon out. But sometimes you're just not going to win the fight, to be honest, friends. And that's what sometimes it just becomes is a theological fight with people of how do you believe this? And so what we need to do is, you know, this book isn't just for you getting delivered. This is for you to deliver people. I actually wrote it from two aspects of how do I receive deliverance, but how do I deliver someone else? And even when I say deliverance, it means inner healing and deliverance. You're still being set free. Okay. That's what it means. So don't think, well, I don't have that many demons, Kathy. We all have inner healing issues. You know, are you walking? Are you on medication? Do you not have any generational curses? Is there no, you know, anything you inherited from you know, your family, your mom, did you inherit her anger or her control? Did you know, did you inherit high blood pressure? These are all demonic things. And so that's what I want you to know. They're all demonic things um, that you need to release and help other people to release. And so this book is educating you on it. But we have this book is for my followers that know spiritual warfare. They know that I do deep deliverance. 
But the very unique thing about this book is my publisher had me write it perspective is someone didn't know anything about deliverance they would be able to understand yeah i even like what is a soul how a demon can enter i mean like we made this so it wouldn't bore okay my spiritual warfare people but at the same time for someone who knew nothing about it you can take this you can apply this book to your life today this very day, this is something I had one person, I actually see they're on our feed tonight. They said within four or five sentences, they were crying. I had another person say the first chapter, they were late to church. <laughs> and, um, you know, this book is impacting people and they're not even done reading it because it just came out seven days ago. And so it's really a twofold for ministry leaders, counselors, I tell people, whether you're a Christian counselor, a secular counselor, a pastor, a leader, whether you need this yourself, even if you want to help a child through it, a spouse. I mean, like how many of you that say out there, my spouse isn't where I want them to be spiritually or Mom. they have strongholds, you know, this is going to help you to know I'm dealing with the principality in my spouse, not the person. Okay. And then it's going to help you not get so angry at your spouse. All right. Because then you're going to realize it's just a demon operating through them instead of that person. Yes. And, you know, that's where we go into the scripture it says we battle not with flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities. Yeah. Okay. We are always dealing with, with people, hurt people, hurt people. It's, yes. it's just the truth. And guess what? We're all hurt in some capacity, in some way we have been hurt. But the difference is as a believer in Jesus Christ, we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. But yet there are so many individuals who refuse to go to the healer. They refuse to go and to deal with their stuff. And so that's why sometimes you can see that church might not be sometimes the safest place for some people because there's a lot of judgment, there's a lot of pride, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about church. I'm saying that if we embraced mm -hmm. the healing process, yeah. you know, even Jesus rebuked uh, Peter and told the demon to leave him. Let's be real. He was an apostle. I mean, a disciple at that point. <laughs> he was walking right with Jesus when he said, you know not what spirit you're dealing with. And then he said, told him, he said, get out. I, you know, get behind me, Satan. So you that's know, right to to understand the legalities that the enemy has, it comes in through kind of a permission because Jesus said, I'm giving you all the tools that you need. But when we become defiant, when we say I'm not dealing with it or if we say, you know what, I, I'm good. God took it at the cross. I'm good. But you didn't get healed. You didn't get healed. So that's that's the big thing. I think as as all this stuff is starting to come together, as um, people are seeing and experiencing these uh, these different phenomenons that are happening in our in our life, in our culture, and, and in our country, people are starting to wake up that not everything that we have believed is the truth, and we have to go back to the Word of God is the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
That's, that is exactly right. And one of the reasons that I wrote this book was because the church doesn't embrace the ministry of deliverance. And I had heard so many complaints of, Kathy, there's not a deliverance minister near me or there's no one I can go to. My church doesn't believe in this. And so I was like, Lord, what can I do? How can I put the hands you know, this into the hands of <laughs> many people, many yeah. people. And, yep. you know, I had a radio show host I was on recently and she's like, I got deliverance just reading it. And so mm -hmm. the people that are interviewing me are, are getting deliverance just reading it because we don't want to talk about it. The church has shied away from the dirty work of deliverance. Either you love it, you hate it, you believe in it, or you don't. And so, you know, I want you to, you know, be thinking about that and, you know, embrace it and then teach other people to embrace it. You know, definitely teach other people to embrace it. Absolutely. Because if you, as I said before, if, if it's been valuable to you, you can give it to someone else. This should be, yes. this should be on every single person's Christmas list. This book. <laughs> Don't this make book, them wait that long. Come on. This book should be you guys should be getting this book we've just gone through a major trauma in our country we've gone through yeah. major traumas people have lost their jobs people have lost their businesses people have lost loved ones we are dealing yes. with lots and lots of trauma okay so my encouragement to you is get a copy for yourself but then get a copy for a friend and then tell that friend to pay it forward because if we can get set free guess what we can do? We can rise up. We can take yes. back the territory that the enemy has taken. We can start marching into the places that has been basically, um, you know, operating in the demonic. We can go back and we can pull down those strongholds. We can go in because when we have nothing in common with the enemy, he can't do anything to us. He can't do anything to us. If he has nothing in common with us, can't do nothing. Sorry, nothing. It's like, <laughs> bye. Bye, Felicia. That's where we, if you can, if you get that, you almost become invincible to the enemy because he can't play you the way that he has. And you become a serious threat to the dark forces, but you become a huge asset to the kingdom of God. And that's why I believe that this book has come out at this time, because I believe as a church, as an ecclesia, I believe that we are ready. I think that we're ready to, to say, yeah, there's been stuff with me. Because right now, there is a shaking, right? There is. There is. And, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, we are in the end times and the shaking is going to get worse. What we're going to see is going to get worse. And that's why God told me years ago, you got to root out everything of you so that you can live in faith. And, you know, that's what we have to say, friends, is, you know, how did COVID shake you? How did the, you know, riots and racism shake you? Even if it wasn't in your town, you know, the riots ended up coming 15 minutes from us. We thought they were going to come a half a mile from us. And, you know, I'm passionate about that. I own a racial reconciliation corporation, actually, and I travel the United States breaking down the walls of racism. And, you know, with COVID, that's a medical fear. You know, that, that can be germaphobe, you know, that's financial, that's fear of the unknown. And, there's just, you know, so much there that we need deliverance from every area. We need deliverance from control, guys, because you might not think you're controlling, but when things are out of control, 
you know, we need to make sure that we can release that because there's going to be things that we can't control. We can't contain. And so we got to make sure that all the strongholds are rid out of our life. And not just what we're facing, guys, that's our duty as a Christian. It's our obligation to Jesus Christ to live a life that glorifies him, that exalts his name. And he wants us to live in the fullness of God. And Christ came to set the captives free. And so we got to be free, you know, all free, get free, stay free, oh, you know, and that's what it's all about. Become unshackled. Take off those slave manacles tonight, friends. Absolutely. Take them off. And if we become unshackled as we have nothing left in us, that is anything that looks like our old man. We become the new man. We become the new creation in Christ where we can live in unity. Hello. Let's talk about that. We will not be divided. We will not be offended. We will be walking in love. We will be walking in the fullness, in the fullness of love, where there is no, where there is no uh, dividing, where there is no separation, yeah. where we are going, you know, we are going together, where we're building the same type of kingdom, his kingdom, not ours. Just saying. <laughs> so. Amen. Um, Glorious I, day it'll be. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. So let's just talk a little bit because you kind of mentioned it, but I do want to talk about your live stream really quick about your podcast, because I think that that is super fun. So talk a little bit about prophetic spiritual warfare. Yes. I am so excited about prophetic spiritual warfare, guys. I absolutely just love um, teaching on this. This is my podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network, but you can find it as the you know graphic says there, wherever you subscribe and listen to um, podcasts. And what I do is I teach three times a week in 10 minutes or less. Come on, you got 10 minutes to invest in yourself. And someone said something to me today on the phone that was really interesting. She said, you bring solutions. You don't just teach, but you show us how to bring solutions. You show us how to change. And I thought that was really interesting because in the podcast I teach, but I give life application of this is how you do it. So it's called prophetic spiritual warfare. It's on the prophetic, it's on deliverance, it's on spiritual warfare. But the whole idea of prophetic spiritual warfare is how do we allow the Holy Spirit to move through us, to pray through us, to speak through us, to minister to through us because he knows exactly what we need. Friends, this show has been out for nine months. I have almost 400,000 downloads, which is just an astronomical number. And so people are just, you know, really learning. And so I say that to say if 400,000 people are listening, I add to it, listen, because if they're learning and they keep coming back, that's what my, you know, producer said, Kathy, they're coming back every show, every week. And so it's just things that you could really take away and apply right now, right now, today. And there's over a hundred episodes out there. And so you can listen to all the back episodes. And the best thing is, friends, is when you go over to the CPN there, Charisma Podcast Network, and you find my show, I give you show notes. I give you assignments. I give you things to do. I give you declarations. And so it's not just listening to a show. You could really make it, you know, something that you could work through deliverance or grow in your authority or your anointing. So the possibilities are endless. Wow, that's awesome. And you also have been doing some teaching, you said, right? On you've been doing some different classes with yeah. some teaching. 
Yeah, so friends, do this for me. You're gonna love this, okay? So we talked about fear today. So I have two free e-courses and you can go to Charisma, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A, courses.com. So I have two free e-courses. There's no strings attached, put in your name, create an email, that's your password to sign in. So one of the free e-courses is how to conquer fear. How about that? God had me put that all up with the COVID-19, how to conquer fear. The other free e-course is how to hear from God, how to hear God's voice. And so again, I do video, I have session notes, I have worksheets for you, but I have over 12 e-courses on deliverance, inner healing, prophetic, prayer, Holy Spirit. Um, we just did a brand new one on fear, spiritual warfare, and they all have free previews. So you can go over there, check them out. But I tell you, get the free e-courses. Um, people have been so blessed by the how to conquer fear i actually sent out an email this week and i'm like tell me what you're learning it's only three courses you could finish three classes you could finish it in less than two hours if you wanted and be on your way to freedom and so i encourage you to go over to charismacourses.com so many great um just resources and tools there for you whether you want to be delivered get delivered or whether you want to release your prophetic words or learn how to warfare pray Awesome. I think I spelled it right. C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A. Yes, okay. Yeah. I'm just making, you know how like you do it real quick without your glasses on and then you go, Ooh, wait, <laughs> was that right? So I have that scrolling on the bottom. We have your prophetic spiritual warfare, which is your podcast. We have your book unshackled. My goodness gracious. You guys could basically go to Kathy DeGraw. And it's kind of like a one-stop shop. So you can go to Kathy DeGraw ministries, uh, org, and you can also, here we go. We've got both of them up there. How about that? So you can go and you can find out, you can sign up. And I think that Kathy, you also do, you also do um, some uh, teaching around, don't you do some traveling? I know with the yes. whole COVID you haven't, but yes. So I encourage you to go to Kathy ministries.org and you are actually going to get a free chapter, first chapter you will get as a free download instantly. And so right when you go, there'll be a pop-up box, say, yes, I want that free chapter. And uh, you can be on your way to freedom in a few minutes when you get off the show. See? And so I also um, travel internationally. I do conferences and teaching schools, events, do a lot of things, but COVID has us all locked down right now. So for right go now. To my website when you go to my website you can say sign up for the mailing list and when we're in your area it'll shoot you an email and let you know perfect so now and you can also follow kathy she's on instagram uh you're on twitter you're on facebook you have youtube she's all over the place <laughs> so you can Thank also you. follow yes. her all these different places you can go to spotify she's also on itunes so you can download her podcast on itunes or spotify so there's lots of different places that you can find her i'm telling you very easy to to accept <laughs> a lot of free teaching is on the web guys just okay. a lot of things that that we're offering just to empower you you know jesus said go out and make disciples and i take that seriously come on okay so why don't we pray for those yes because i yes. know you love to pray <laughs> you. I do. Bless the Lord. All right, friends. Are you ready to get some freedom? 
Uh, bless the Lord. So God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for everyone watching. And I ask that you bless them immensely. I speak and I decree that they are the head and not the tail, that they are above and not beneath. No weapon formed against them will prosper. No sickness or plague will come near their dwelling. I bind and I restrict every demonic target on their back in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, that your word says the glory of the Lord is our rear guard. So every demonic assignment, every blueprint of hell against you, I burn it up with the fire of God. I speak and I decree for the fire of God to apprehend your enemies. Every demonic assignment, every demonic portion that has been distributed to you. I speak and I decree that will not prosper in Jesus Christ's name. I speak to the spirit of fear and intimidation and I command it to leave you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every mind binding spirit, I pull you out at its root, at its legal right and entry point in the name of Yeshua Messiah. I speak and I decree that you have freedom in Christ Jesus, that your mind is bound to Christ's way of thinking, that you think right thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak and I decree for every witchcraft and warlock assignment against you to be annihilated in the name of Jesus Christ. And I come against every evil perpetrator in your life. And I say, be gone in Jesus Christ's name. I speak and I decree the abundance of heaven to open on your behalf. I thank you, Father that you hold them in the palm of your hand. I thank you and praise you, God, that they have a sound mind. I thank you that they have not been given a spirit of fear or intimidation, but they have been given self-control, self-discipline, a sound mind. They have been given love and power. I annihilate every dark force that's come against you from your generational line, your ancestral line in Jesus Christ's name. I root it out and I cover it with the blood of Christ. I speak and I decree that your prophetic word will come forth to manifestation that you will walk in your full destiny and your full calling. I call forth the deliverance ministers. I call forth the spiritual warfare experts. I call forth your prophecies, every good and perfect thing, every destiny for you to walk in. And I command the enemy to be bound and restricted over your family, your children, your spouses, your possessions in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak and I decree, I put a prophetic demand on your prayers to come forth for the angelic realm to activate, for the demonic realm to be bound. And I speak and I decree that you will come into the likeness of Jesus even further. And you will go from glory to glory in the name of Jesus name. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory Woo. to God. Now that was Hallelujah. a powerful prayer. <laughs> that Thank was you, a powerful Jesus. prayer. I hope that you guys Thank received you, that Spirit. because that was like, woo! that was some, that was some fire on that. Woo. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on Touch by Prayer. You are always such a joy to have on the show. Always so thank filled you. with wisdom and revelation. My goodness, we could we could talk for hours yeah. <laughs> just, just getting yeah. all this stuff done. So if you guys are interested, you want to go and get your copy of Unshackled. Come on, you want to get one for you, get one for a friend, get one for a couple of people. I'm sure there are a couple of people that you know that are bound. I do. So you definitely <laughs> want to I'm just, I'm just being real in this time. Yep. We, we've had a lot of time just to sit and think, 
we've had a lot of time for God to just kind of work on some stuff within us and, and through us and to show us some stuff that maybe we were just too busy to see before. But now it's time. It's time to get yourself unshackled. It's time to break free of those chains that have been binding you. And it's time to start stepping into the destiny that God has prepared for you. So Kathy, thank you so much for coming on. This has always, always been such a joy, as I said before, and you're always welcome to come back. We'd love to have you. Maybe we should have you come on and do it teaching. <laughs> Thank be, you, Lisa, for could, having me. I, I'm honored. Thank absolutely. you. So God bless. All right, guys. Thank you so much for, for tuning in, for listening. I hope this has blessed you. This has been such a, a power pack show. Share this with your friends. Definitely get your copy of your book, Unshackled. Whoop, there it is. And, um, and make sure that you check out Kathy's podcast and you also go to her website and sign up so you can get on her mailing list. So thank you guys. Love you guys. And I will see you next week. God bless.